seven-year-old daughter was obsessed with this shirt, and so was Tom. So, um, But it's nice to see everybody supporting our uh, sweater occasion today. I'm not sure if it has any other value or meaning, but if you're new here, we don't always dress like this, so don't be offended or turned away. Um, I'm not really sure I need to preach this morning, actually, after listening to that worship session, um, just especially that last song is so much of what I'm going to be sharing with you guys today. Um, but after you know, listening to what Hope had to say about singing and, and praising God through our, our time of worship and the joy that we feel from him ele- elevating us to, to sing, I, I, just to kind of keep an honor to that message this morning, I'm going to go ahead and sing a few songs during my message today. So um, I don't know why that's funny. But, okay. <laughs> O come, O come, Emmanuel. All right, this isn't working. Um, I was really hoping the Holy Spirit was going to kind of give me a a boost there and elevate my singing to that of an angel or Dave Grant or Mary, if there's any difference between an angel and their voices. But um, I'm sorry to disappoint you, so I'll just get back to what I was planning to do and... um, I was really hoping to get a few more laughs out of that, so thank you. Really wanted to get this message off on the right foot, you know, joy, happiness, but apparently the Holy Spirit didn't gift me with humor either, so um, let's go ahead, before I begin, uh, let's just go ahead and pray and hope that God can turn this message around for me. Father, um, we're just so blessed to be here today, uh, to be able to worship you and all that you are, um, just to celebrate the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Um, there's just so much to be thankful. It's hard to put into words, but uh, just pray that you were honored through worship this morning. And uh, Father, I pray that for those here today that just prepare their hearts uh, for the message that you have for them this morning. Um, just just help us to to find meaning in it all and Um, just to be filled with joy, the joy that you have for us this morning, Father. In your son's name, amen. So, as Hope explained, today's message is about Jesus Christ being the humble king of joy. And for us to begin to understand what that means, I'd like for us to to read a message or read a passage out of Luke. Uh, You can follow along on the screen here, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. That night... There were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel assured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. The Savior has been born. There's so much joy that should fill our hearts because of that great news. Now, I want to ask you a question, and be honest with yourselves. You don't have to raise your hand or anything. I rather you not, but as I read those words, how many of you were really filled with joy? 
And maybe another question is, how many of you weren't? You know, how many of you, as I read those words, just their minds fast-forwarded to the end because you've heard that story a thousand times every Christmas? Or maybe you grew up watching the Charlie Brown Christmas special and could just picture me up here with a blanket reciting that verse in that adorable Linus voice. Um, but, whatever, <clears throat> but whatever it was, I, I just really want to break it down today um, to try and change the perspective that you might have um, to be reminded of what we have to be joyful of this Christmas season as we think about Jesus Christ, our Savior, the humble King being born on Christmas. But first, let's look at what brings joy in your life. As people living in the year 2018, what is it that brings us joy? You know, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is my four kids, which is kind of funny because they're also the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about what makes me crazy. But seriously, they, my kids bring me so much joy. It's like the moment I walk into the house after work, I can hear those eight feet tearing through the house, screaming with what sounds like a thousand different voices just to get my attention because they want me to hold them or they want me to see the craft or the fort that they built in the living room or they just want me to sit there and hear about how their day went. And, you know, after all that, after the calm finally comes, which is not quickly, you know, we'll (laughs) just continue it with wrestling and playing and uh, cooking and baking and building stuff and snuggling. And sometimes through all that chaos, I remember that I need to be their parent. But there's just so much joy that comes out when I'm with them and You know, sometimes it's smiling, sometimes it's expressed with laughter or shouting or singing or even crying. That's one of the things in my life that brings me joy. But what is it for you? Is it your friends? Maybe wishful thinking for me, but your parents? Maybe it's your job, maybe it's exercise, food, sports, a puppy, a pretty awesome Christmas sweater that does this. But whatever it is that brings you joy, I'm sure you understand that you know, joy can sometimes come about and then being expressed in different ways, like a smile, a laugh, singing, a shout, or crying. And I want to respect that there may be some of you here today that would not consider yourself a joyful person. You know, perhaps you've been troubled with what you might consider misfortunes in this life. Uh, maybe it's most, been most of your life, whether it's sickness Um, Trouble with jobs or separation, abuse, pain, hurt, loss, financial despair, poverty. Whatever it might be, there's something that you feel is in your life that's just tearing the joy out from within you. And if, if you feel like you're that type of person, I want to encourage you to stay plugged into the message today. Because I think this message has just as much in store for somebody who would consider themselves full of joy as there is for somebody who might be struggling to find it. Now, joy is kind of a crazy thing because it really only means one thing, a feeling of great pleasure or happiness, but it is really expressed in many different modes like I've been talking about. And the unique thing is when we think about the birth of Jesus Christ, we can really see all these different modes of joy being played out. And let me read again the passage from Luke. Um, So again, Luke 2, verses 8 through 14. That night there were shepherds staying in fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. 
But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When we read this message, we should be filled with the same joy that the angel is talking about to those shepherds, knowing that there's the birth of our Savior. You know, there's exclamation marks in there that I think reiterate the joy and the excitement that this angel was speaking of. And then the vast host of angels joining in with songs of praise. And I can just imagine them doing it even more emphatically than we did here this morning through their songs of worship or maybe when we have tears of joy or laughter of excitement. A baby has been born. How can we not be filled with joy when we think of that precious little child? Now, I mentioned my kids bring me great joy. So naturally, when I think about a baby being born, I think about my kids being born. And I can vividly remember each of my kids being born in that time we spent in the hospital with them. I can remember being there with Rachel with all sorts of nerves. I can remember trying to provide everything I could for her to be comfortable knowing that things were probably just going to get worse for her before any relief came. Now, our kids were born, all four of them were born at KCH, and they have an incredible staff of nurses there for every possible measure, comfort measure you need. Uh, The moment you get there, they hook the moms up to several monitors and wires and tubes, and I forget what they all do, but there's a couple of them that have a direct communication back to the head nurse's station so that if the vitals of either the mom or the baby get into a dangerous zone, that the nurses will come flying in, but probably even before anybody knows that anything's going wrong. And <clears throat> the other nice thing is they have an endless pile of stock, or an endless stockpile of pillows, warm blankets, and plenty of ice chips, which is apparently like the only thing moms are allowed to eat before they have babies. Um, and the other cool thing is the beds. I mean, the beds that these moms go in are pretty amazing. They move about every direction possible. Um, you could probably get them to flip around if you really tried. Wouldn't recommend it. Um, and there's a button on there. I mean, this thing's like a NASA space station control center. And there's one little button that you push if you're in the least amount of discomfort, and right away you get a nurse on the phone, wherever they are in the building, asking you what they can do to help, and they'll be there within seconds if you need them to be. It's pretty amazing. So basically, with, considering moms are in the most uncomfortable state of their lives or any man's life, this setup is really designed to provide the optimum comfort level to these people. But despite these comforts, I can just remember the nerves of anticipation to hear that first baby cry. Something we've only been able to dream about for the last nine months, just waiting with anticipation. And finally, as the labor progressed, all of Rachel's strength just being harnessed to, to fight the pain to bring this baby into the world until finally that first cry and the baby is born. 
And with every precious cry, the reality set in of this incredible, beautiful, created baby was now ours to nurture and to love. I can remember as that baby laid there on Rachel's chest, just crying out of pure joy and happiness. And I can remember just laughing because I just didn't know how else to express the joy that I was feeling. And at that same moment, I realized just what an incredible gift we'd been given. Suddenly a new purpose in our life was emerging. And of course, we had all the equipment and the hands and all the nurses and the doctors to take care of any possible circumstance that could have uh, been dangerous for mom or the baby at that time. And the nurses and doctor were there to answer the many new questions we had, like, now what are we supposed to do? (laughs) I quickly began to realize that this baby was full of needs that even they did not understand. Staying warm, getting fed, getting rest and staying clean, which often meant a diaper change every one to two hours or more, it seemed. And I knew that if we didn't tend to these babies' needs, that the child could become ill or even die. This fragile life was completely dependent on mom and dad. And it's amazing to think that in this same fragile life, our Savior, Jesus Christ, once existed. I mean, just think about that. The Son of God was once a precious little baby with many needs that even he did not yet understand. Our Savior, who is seated with God in heaven, the Lord over all heaven and earth, was once a fragile little baby. He had been born into this world only to grow up to be the final sacrifice offered for the sins of all the creation. But Jesus wasn't born into this world the way that my kids were. He didn't have a doctor or a team of nurses waiting to receive him with warm blankets. He didn't have a room, his parents didn't have a room full of pillows, a rocking chair, and ice chips, and pain meds, and epidurals, and all those other things to provide comfort measures. No, I'd say it was probably the opposite end of the spectrum for Jesus' birth. And to think that God could have given Jesus, so much more to come into the world to than what he did. He could have had all of Israel build the greatest hospital ever known to man with precious jewels and uh, metals and fabric and linens on the outside decorating this place. He could have given doctors of that age just infinite wisdom beyond what our doctors have today. He could have taken away all of the labor pains of Mary if he wanted to so that she did not experience any discomfort. But he didn't. That's not the way most kings come into the world today. And that's just because our king is so unique and so humble. And with all these possible comfort measures and amenities not at their disposal, miles from home, Mary and Joseph settled for the next best thing, or possibly the least thing of all, a manger. When we think about the birth of Jesus, we should be full of joy. Just whether it makes you smile, whether it makes you laugh, whether it makes you sing or shout or cry, 
understand that this precious little baby lying in a manger is a very special gift. Not just to his mom and dad, Mary and Joseph, but to everyone who would believe in him, just like the angel said. Now, when we think about Christmas, I think a lot of us probably think about the giving and, receive, giving and receiving of gifts. And one of my favorite parts about giving gifts is to give them to my children. And you get to see them tear open the wrapping paper with all this enthusiasm, and they hold that gift and are just screaming with joy and excitement because they're just so happy of what they got. But then every once in a while, you hand them a gift. They tear it open with the same excitement, and they stare at it, and you say, well, do you like it? They say, yeah. What, what is it? <laughs> right? Some of you have had that experience, I'm sure. Well, sometimes I feel like we can have this same reaction when we hear about the birth of Jesus Christ, the gift of our Savior. We look at the birth of a baby and are all excited and full of joy because it's adorable and we love babies. But the fullness of our joy cannot be expressed until we really understand and appreciate what that baby is to us. And to be honest with you, as I was writing this message, something occurred to me. I realized that as, we were, as I was preparing and reading those words from Luke, that I honestly don't think I was as full of joy as I should have been. You know, you read the story about the baby being born and the angels shouting and singing and praising, and it, it makes me happy to hear all that but I just don't feel like the fullness of that joy was coming into me and pouring out as I was reading those words. And it occurred to me that I think after reading that message, I respond to that the way my kids do when they open a gift on Christmas that they don't understand or appreciate. And I'm guessing that is true for many of you here today. So what I want us to do today, if you fall into the same bucket as I do, is I want to to think about this story with a slightly different perspective. Now, I think we read the story and think about you know, Christmas and, and understand that it's about the birth of Jesus. But instead of thinking about Christmas as a time to celebrate Jesus' birth, think about Christmas as a time to celebrate the gift of your Savior. You see what I did? All of a sudden, it's, it's not about a birth. It's about receiving the greatest gift in the history of the world. It's a rather insignificant change. In fact, you could probably argue I didn't change anything at all because birth of Jesus and gift of our Savior are synonymous phrases. But for someone like me, it it just makes all the difference in the world to focus on the latter phrase. Christmas then becomes something different than just a birthday celebration. It becomes a celebration of the work of our Savior in Jesus. And that is where the fullness of joy will come in, that Jesus is the gift of your salvation. And that should bring tremendous joy to all of us. Our salvation means that the penalty of our sins has been paid. You will not endure any of the pain or suffering that you deserve because of your sinfulness, because of what Jesus Christ already did for you. You will enjoy the fruits of the kingdom of heaven simply because you accepted this free gift. And Paul says it in Romans chapter 3, verse 22 through 25. He says this, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. 
He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. And he says it again in Ephesians 2. He says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. That is the gift that you are receiving when you accept Jesus Christ, whose birth we celebrate on Christmas. You are not just receiving the gift of a child. You are receiving the work of his death and resurrection for your salvation. This precious little child had endured the most painful of deaths. He was completely innocent, yet he was beaten. He was flogged with a lead-tip whip, tearing the skin from his body. He was mocked. He was abandoned by his closest friends and family. Crowned with thorns, nailed to the cross to die a slow and painful sinner's death. God did this to his own son for you because he loves you. I can't imagine offering one of my children for the sake of anyone. But God did for you. And three days later, after Jesus was nailed to the cross, God raised him up from the dead. And Jesus had to experience his death to be given life everlasting. And just as God gave Jesus everlasting life, when we accept the gift of Jesus Christ, we too will be given life everlasting. What an incredible gift. There's no greater love to be found in the world than that. Doesn't that truth just fill you with joy? Knowing that because of our sin, that we deserve to die the same death that Jesus did. We deserve to spend eternity in hell. But because God loves you, he sent his son as a way for us to be with him again someday in heaven. Jesus Christ is the son of God, our savior. He is the humble king, the gift given to you. And you don't even have to wait until Christmas to open that gift. Accept it today if you haven't already done so. Receive that gift. It's yours. You just have to accept it and receive it. And there's something else I wanted to touch on today. I think our joy in this life can be threatened by many things. Our health, our finances, our families, our relationships, our jobs, our financial situations, what's going on in social media, what's on the news, whatever it may be. I want to acknowledge that Christmas can be a very difficult time for some of us. And whether you're dealing with terminal illness directly or with somebody you know and care for, whether you're feeling rejected by your family or your friends, or whether you're going through a very difficult financial situation and struggling to make ends meet, I want to encourage you that God has engineered the circumstances of your life. You are exactly where you are today because God has put you here. And you have a choice to make. You can choose to resent God for where you are. You can choose to reject that gift that he has given you and hope that things will work out better on their own. Or the other option is you can choose to trust God and accept the gift that God has given us in his son. 
You need to accept that there is a reason for your circumstances. And it may be far beyond your understanding. It is not always the result of sin or punishment is why you are where you are. For all these things happen to good, faithful people just as much as they could happen to somebody who is evil. We just need to trust in God with all of our hearts, even if what's going on does not make sense to us. And for me, this year marks the ninth Christmas that I'll be spending without my dad. And don't get me wrong, the painful emotions of remembering my dad's battle with cancer are still there. But when I think back on him today, there's even more joy that comes to mind because it was through that experience that I began to understand and know what it means to trust God with all of your heart in the same way that my dad did. Through that experience, I learned that the resentment I was feeling towards God was because I was pushing in to try and understand why my, God, my, why my dad was dying, why God was ending his life and why he was ruining mine. And I think you can apply those same questions to any circumstance. Asking God why. But as I searched for answers, I just felt God drawn me deeper and deeper into a relationship with him. And I soon realized that the death that my dad was about to face was going to be a day of great joy. Because he had accepted the gift of our Savior. When you accept this gift of Jesus Christ and put all your faith and trust in his life and his death and his resurrection, this day when we die on this earth will become a day when we will return home. Our time on earth is not our final destination for those who accept this gift. We are only foreigners in a distant land waiting to be called home. No matter what you are facing in this life that may be zapping the joy out from within, Just remember the promise that Jesus Christ brings. And this experience in my life may be different than yours, but I think the culmination of all the emotions and and where I stand today because I put my faith and trust in God is summed up in, in Scripture in Psalm 30, verses 11 through 12. He says, You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing, You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. And part of that journey for me has led me right up here, somewhere I never thought I'd be in a million years. But putting your faith and trust in God will take you places that you would have never dreamed you would go. But it's through his work and his strength that you will find the courage, the boldness to share his love with other people. Another thing that happened as I was preparing this message is I heard a song on the radio that I had never heard before. And to be honest, I, when I heard the song, I was just overcome with emotion. And after it all, I just couldn't help but feel like it played such a close role with what I'm sharing with you this morning that I want to share part of that with you. And I'd really like to sing it, but as you saw at the beginning of the service, it'd probably just be bad. So I'll go ahead and read it. But just, just listen to these words. What will it be like when my pain is gone and all the worries of this world just fade away? What will it be like when you call my name 
And that moment when I see you face to face, I'm waiting my whole life to hear you say, well done, well done, my good and faithful one. Welcome to the place where you belong. Well done, well done, my beloved child. You have run the race and now you're home. Welcome to the place where you belong. There's a measurable joy in store for us, no matter what this life brings, no matter what you are going through today or tomorrow, all the pain and the worries of this world will disappear, all because Jesus Christ has been born into this world, a humble king. And through our faith in him, we receive the gift of our Savior, and we are made new. And we will someday hear those words from our humble king. Well done. Welcome to the place where you belong. That will be the start of an eternity filled with smiling, with laughter, with shouts, with singing, and I'm sure for me with tears of joy. What an amazing gift we have been given in the birth Jesus Christ, our humble King of joy. Amen. I want to invite you to stand. And at this time in the message, we, we enter into what we call ministry time. And there's going to be people in the front row here that would love to pray for whatever you have going on. I just really want to encourage you that if you are one of those people that are struggling to find joy this Christmas, for whatever reason it is that you just get discouraged by this time of year, when there should be so much joy for us as we think of what we've been given in the birth of Jesus Christ, I just pray that you you take a moment to come forward during this next song and just speak with any of the men or women up here willing to pray for you and and just open your heart up to God. Accept the gift that he has given to us freely. And maybe there's some of you just want prayer for travel, safe travels this Christmas season, or whatever you else have going on in your life. There's people up here that genuinely care and want to pray for what you may be experiencing. Let's pray. Father God, just lift this place up to you today. I just, I just pray during this next song that this, this singing that comes from our hearts just blow the roof off this place, that you be glorified through our singing. Not because we're here at church and we have to do it, but because just the joy inside us, there's just no other way to contain the joy and the happiness that we express, experience when we think of the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. There's just so much to be grateful for, Lord, that all the things that we deserve, that we've done wrong in this life, where we've tripped and stumbled and fell flat on our face, Lord, that you have picked us up, that you have extended your hand of grace and want to embrace us as your children. Father, as we, as we go through life and worry about things and, and have troubles and issues that come up and fights and arguments, whatever they may be, Lord. Just help us to remember that someday when we put our faith and trust in you and your son and everything he did for us, that we will 
get to see you someday in heaven with arms open, welcoming us in, and there's going to be so much joy. And help that joy just fill our hearts today and carry us through the week, through the season, through the year, through the rest of our life, Lord. Let us trust in you even when it doesn't make sense. Let us trust in you and have confidence and faith that we are here exactly where we are because there's a reason far beyond our understanding and we would live our lives in service to you, Father. In your son's name, amen.